0: Welcome to the Read More Books podcast. My name is Eamon and what this show is about is me uh, trying to read more books and share with you some of my thoughts uh, along the way. And today we've moved on to our second book already, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, a book about success and the factors that decide who is and who isn't successful. I mean, it is definitely an interesting topic, knowing how success works would only help us all in our journeys to become successful, if that's what you're out there trying to do, and I ended up picking out this book when there was a buy one, get one, half price deal at Dimmicks, and I'd heard of uh, Malcolm Gladwell before, and everyone said that he's a really good author, so I dove into it, and yeah, the first few chapters definitely did not uh, disappoint And at the start, we're introduced to the mystery of success through the lens of these immigrants from Rosetto Valfortore. And we are shown that in this case, longevity is not just the sum of healthy choices, eating habits, exercise, but rather it's built into their culture, their values and opportunities even. So, similarly, success is not just in our abilities and the decisions we make, but it's built into us through the same means. And this is interesting since we don't often think of such tangible concepts like success as something which can be measured as a product of very smaller, seemingly insignificant factors, like, for instance, birthdays. And to really showcase that we are introduced to the idea of accumulative advantage and how being born at the right time is an accurate predictor as to whether a child will become a successful player in a given sport and we've seen we see this through junior ice hockey stars in Canada where An astute onlooker, Paula Barnsley, asked specifically about the birth months of the players and was astounded to find that being born in the first few months of the year significantly increased your odds of being noticed as, quote-unquote, talented from a young age. And what this really meant was that when you were a five-year-old competing against other kids who might have been six to ten months younger than you, but in the same age bracket, you were noticed as being significantly better than them and rightly so i mean that's a huge difference in age is almost like 15 to 20 percent if you're up to a year's difference and as a result each season you would receive the better training more opportunities to grow and succeed whereas the younger ones would not hence accumulating an advantage over the course of the next 10 years until you became that under 18s under 19s semi-pro and I found that simply outstanding, simply crazy, that the idea almost puts into question our understanding of talent at the same time. Were those kids ever actually talented or was it just the fact that they had a few months age difference at the start of their careers? And what about the hand-eye coordination? Were they always just better at it than other kids? Or do they just play with the right toys or learn from their parents right from the day they were born? And from there, we go into talk about the idea of 10,000 hours, the time it takes to become an expert at something through the lens of two pretty famous software engineers, Bill Gates and Bill Joy. And what we get actually is a very demotivating outlook since it becomes apparent that both were very gifted and fortunate to accumulate their 10,000 hours and were both just in the right place at the right time with the right skill set, to then go on and have really successful careers. But I prefer to look at it a bit differently than that. They still could not have done those hours, not used their skills and led mediocre lives anyway. But instead, what we see is that success was more or less inevitable based on who they were as people. So I think part of the point is is that it's not all over for you just because you haven't been playing hockey since you could stand. Just that other people may have a head start over you. And everyone likes to talk about how Michael Jordan did not make his high school basketball team but then seems to neglect the rest of it where he trained relentlessly until he did make the team and then he trained even harder when he made the team and ended up in college and then even still when he made the NBA. I mean, he didn't win a title until nearly his, what, eighth season in the NBA and it tells us less about success being a product of our environments and instead a product of what we do so what does that mean for the rest of us is it too late for us as adults to be successful at anything it certainly felt that way when i was reading through the first part of the book hadn't really done my ten thousand hours in anything yet not sure if i was born at the right time either so it wasn't really looking good but how can we get any use out of these interesting concepts well instead of looking at it as a missed opportunity why not an opportunity There's a saying that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, and then the next best time is now. So, what tree could we plant today? For me personally, releasing a podcast every day does seem like the most ridiculous thing that I've ever come up with and tried, but five episodes in, and here we are, we're still going. So... I'm not saying that I'm already successful, but I mean, going off what I've learned so far in the book, it seems at least I'm in the going in the right direction. So, where can you start accumulating your advantage or your 10,000 hours? I mean, the sooner you start, the sooner you'll find out if it's something that you would want to do or something that you don't want to do. And that'll no longer be taking up any space, any real estate in your brain. With that, that's all for today. Thank you very much again for listening and I hope you got something useful out of this one. I'm enjoying this book a lot at the moment and can't wait to talk about it again tomorrow. I appreciate you guys for listening and as always, read more books.